This is a City of Crestview podcast. Welcome to Season 3 of Civic View. My name is Chance Levins and I'm the Public Information Manager for the City of Crestview. Our mission here at the City is to improve the quality of life by providing exceptional municipal services to our citizens. And we believe that fostering community engagement through open and transparent communication is one of the many ways we can achieve that mission. So, let's get started. Hello, Crestview, and thank you for joining me for another episode of Civic View. This is the uh, first episode of Season 3. We took a few weeks off, but we are back and we're ready to go. And for this episode, we're going to hook into what our city manager talked about in Episode 40 when he was teasing some information about the golf course. He said, look out for Episode 41, but... That's not what we did. <laughs> right. But uh, so what we're going to talk about today is uh, Foxwood, the golf course. Well, yep. Um, I guess it's got a new name now. Is that right? It, it absolutely does. But first, let me say I'm excited about season three. Oh, yeah. Um, I love that new bumper. That's pretty good. Uh, good stuff. I love, uh, you know, everything we do here, we try to base it on our, our uh, mission and vision. And so I love that. That's exciting for me. But yeah, absolutely. We're, we're getting closer and closer every day. If I could get the rain to slow down just a little bit, we'd be even closer uh, to opening our brand new golf course. Uh, for us, it's a brand new golf course, uh, still aiming at January. So we're real excited about that. And, and yes, it's going to come with a brand new name. Okay. So uh, do it. I don't, I don't have drum roll effects. You don't so. have drum roll effects. <laughs> no. So yeah, so we really have been looking at um, trying to make sure that the golf course met the the character of uh of the city of Crestview and in our area right? right and so you know we we went through tons of different name options uh you know uh internally and then we did some external polling and stuff and and uh you know but in the Golf courses have a tendency to try to get palm trees. In fact, Foxwood had palm trees in this Alamo-looking building. Yeah. And, well, and they're trying to sell this idea of Florida from, you know, 50 or 60 years ago when they first put the interstate running right. south and right. everyone was moving down to central Florida and Orlando and then further south. Yeah. Right. But one of the things that we do, and, you, you know, you you hit on our mission, um, but but part of our, our – uh, strategy here also is to maintain character. So one of our one of our focuses is to maintain the character of our community. And so um, what we ended up settling on was Blackwater Golf Club. Um, and as you know, Chance, the term Blackwater is uh, uh, also means Okaloosa, yeah. or Okaloosa means uh, Blackwater, vice versa. Uh, uh, and so we really wanted to focus in on the fact that we're surrounded by rivers and, and we have, you know, um, wooded areas. And, and, and so not, we didn't want to try to piggyback on this beach type scenario. Yeah. In fact, snatched all the palm trees out, they're gone. Uh, and so Blackwater, uh, golf club is, is the name of our new, um, club out there. And so we're, we're very excited about it. You're going to see some very significant changes. I, I actually got to sit in a excavator and rip the front of the building off. <laughs> Uh, so it, so it no longer looks like uh, you know I always joke about it's got these palm trees and so it looks like the Alamo was stuck down on the beach um, and it's in Crestview so it never made any sense to yeah. me uh, and especially with the beautiful scenery that we have out there and you know we've got Gully Creek runs through there and and um, a lot of water there is a ton of water out there yeah. um, not in water holes necessarily but no <laughs> trying to come out of the ground right i mean and if anybody argues how you know we call it black water and but it's near yellow river listen 
We'll get in a boat, and I'll take you down. We'll go down Yellow River. It goes right into Blackwater. Right. <laughs> and then Blackwater you, goes right into the we bay. We actually, so. <laughs> you know, we actually, uh, we polled on, on Yellow River as well, and it didn't poll as well. Um, yeah, I, I think Blackwater some, works out better. Uh, just, you know, one thing I've definitely learned in the last two and a half years is that people on on um facebook are super creative <laughs> and so if i name this thing uh yellow river i'll be dealing with comments i don't want to deal with so yeah no and yes they are creative <laughs> but they're also one of our audiences so yeah. please listen <laughs> yeah no i love it hey give them something to talk about all right so so we've got a new name which is really exciting it is very- i know we're we're working on some logos and things like that people Done. start seeing that stuff soon yep um yep. now so Outside of the 18 holes, right? Outside of the right. 18 holes of golf, I mean, and you, you're talking about tearing down part of the building. We've got a lot of other exciting things going on with that space. Exactly. And I know uh, one of those things, It's it's been in the paper. We've talked about it at council meetings. Um, and that is the uh, top tracer driving range yes. that we have going in, right? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. We're very excited about uh, bringing Top Tracer to our community. Uh, the closest thing we have to a to an electronic driving range like this is in Dothan. Um, and so we're really going to be first to the market on it. We're very excited about that. It's funny, too, you know, we, we referred to, uh, to Facebook and stuff. And, you know, people, was, when we announced that we were bringing Top Tracer, they said, oh, well, why didn't you bring Top Golf? Well, the reality of it is Top Tracer provides all the technology to Top Golf. Okay. Uh, the difference is one is a franchise type uh, entity that has very specific um, a very specific experience to it. Uh, Top Tracer is which is more for the non-golfer. Um, Top Tracer actually brings that non-golfer experience and combines it with the golfer experience. And so if you're if you're a reasonable reasonably good golfer, which I am not, and not and you want to work on your your hit, your spin, your slice, your whatever it is, Top Tracer brings that component to the table. So you'll be able to, you know, that that golfer, um, maybe a retiree or something like that, that that wants to come in and really just perfect their game, they can come in, get a bucket of balls on a Tuesday morning and and they, they're in the computer, they will be able to log in uh, very simply uh, and and bring up their progress. So like checks their stats and all that? 100%, oh, that's really yes. Cool. Okay. Yeah, so if, you, if you've if you got – one of the cool things that's going to do too is we're, we're looking for ways to partner with the, the local schools. And so if we're trying to develop young talent here, uh, we're going to figure out ways, uh, you know, to work with our schedule because we have to monetize this thing. And so what I want to do is uh, we're going to be meeting with the golf teams and figuring out, okay, you want to bring your students in, how can we let them come in? And then they'll be able to, you know, they'll have an app. Uh, there's an app that goes with it. You keep it on your phone. You can watch your progress uh, and and just develop as a golfer. And then, you know, if uh, do you golf, Chance? I don't. Okay, so if you and I go and we go hang out out there and uh, and we want to play golf, then we can actually just pick a club up from the pro shop, which will be right there, and you can go out and we can play games. Uh, you know, we can aim at different targets on the, on the golf course and stuff like that and just cut up and have a good time. So it'll be everything from the absolute inexperienced golfer all the way to the young budding pro uh will be able to develop their either have a good time give something to do and hashtag something to do and crush you um or um then or or again if you're if you're wanting to be a pro if we're trying to develop our students they're going to be able to track their progress which is very very cool and so that's the reason that in in the ridiculous amount of money it costs to get into top golf as a name um it just doesn't it didn't make sense for us as a as a municipality to do that well i mean if we have the technology 
uh, that they're providing. I mean, it's it's still there. We're still using yeah. it. It's still kind of our, our own thing. I mean, absolutely. I, you know, they, uh, it, now I I do want to circle back to this real quick. You you mentioned that it was like digital in yes. a way, but now you're still you're still driving balls out into the driving range. Right? That's correct. That's okay. correct. So so what happens is um, we're right now we're actually in the process of of acquiring the golf balls that will be the driving range balls um we're probably going to use what's called a low a uh, restricted flight ball um and the computer makes all of that adjustment for you so so i i can hit the ball a mile after that it it's bad news for me but the first shot is really good well with this what what happens is it's high speed high definition digital cameras that track it when tiger woods hits a golf ball and you see this arc line on tv mm. that arc line is provided to you by top tracer okay it's the same technology it's okay. it's the same people doing the same thing with the exact same camera you're gonna see that you're going to see your golf ball. It won't look like Tiger's golf ball, <laughs> but you're going to see your arc go whipping to the left or whipping to, I mean, I'm just kidding. Go well, straight now, down the middle. So you said these, these balls are a little different. I, I want to talk about that then. Cause I know that's kind of like a big deal for some people. Yeah. Are they still going to be able to, I mean, is it still going to feel the same when they hit it? Exactly and, the same. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Right. It, just, it, what it does is it, it keeps us from going over that back fence. I got you. So, so if we bring out, um, you know, our driving range is about 275 yards, yeah. uh, to to the to the line now that fence is is uh 45 feet tall in the back at 275 yards so you got to really be on it to get over that but it's possible yeah and then the fence to the roadside is a little bit shorter than we're, we're actually bringing in a new fence for that so if you've noticed this week we've started clearing along antioch road uh which is going to improve the the visibility of the top tracer um facility but and we're bringing in new netting on that side and we're going to raise it to keep it out of the road. But, but we want to make sure that it's safe. And so that's why we're doing that. But as far as any golfer, the pros, they hit the same thing that it's going to feel exactly the same. Okay, cool. Um, so, so that's exciting. I, I think it's exciting because I don't really have any interest in golf and we're really going to the driving range, but this might be something I might actually, you know, get a couple people together and go try a few times. Absolutely. And, you know, there's, there's going to be more of an atmosphere than just golf. Yeah. Uh, so, so the, the actual top tracer facility that will be out at the driving range, as I said, will have a, a bar, um, and a, um, pro shop all right there. So the pro shop is really going to facilitate the golf experience and the and uh you know whether you're playing on the course itself or you're playing in the top tracer space but then right there if you wanted to sit in you know on the couch and and watch your your buddies playing you can you know you can do that with a bucket of beer or um, something like that if you'd like Uh, and so that's going to be a big part of that process it'll be somewhere to to take you know after you go eat uh, either eat somewhere else or eat in our in the new restaurant um you'll be able to to then go out there and just relax and have a good time and and uh experience uh you know that that top tracer experience which we're excited about yeah I, i'm excited because you just said new restaurant and yes I'm a person who eats out often in crestview so right. having a new place to do that is uh exciting for me so I know, as you were saying earlier, you were tearing down the front of the Alamo, so yes. to speak there. So I guess there's a, quite a bit of work going into what was the old facility, the old clubhouse. That's correct. And there's some stuff going in. I know we're going to have a, a full bar that's going in. That's and correct. A, and yes. a full actual restaurant, correct? Yes. And yeah. um, now I have heard that the restaurant is going to be steak, uh, seafood. Yes. Um, like a, a bit of a bit of a I don't want I don't want to say higher end I just just not the typical right um 
So I don't know what to compare it to. Yeah, so so it'll be an opportunity for you to go and get a good steak. Okay. Um, you know, uh, if one, you know, I've had we've had all kinds of requests about this. So should, you know, possibly some, not possibly, but there will be prime rib from time to time, uh, if not all the time, depending on how it sells. Um, seafood, it'll it'll provide that type of experience, and it's going to be there on the west side, which there's not anything there right now. No. So anybody, <laughs> Baker, Holt, all those areas, you know, there's no opportunity to to have that experience, and so. One of the things that we're doing is we're adding the space onto the building for a full kitchen, uh, which then will allow for that. Uh, I, I've listen. I've learned so much over the last couple of, of uh, months about restaurants and golf courses and top tracers. And you don't and, want to make that your new career. You no, know? sir, I do not. But, but no, I do not. But anytime I anytime we make any investment with the city's money or the taxpayers' money, I want to make sure I understand what we're getting into. So, yeah. part of why we decided to expand on the building. Um, to provide a kitchen was because I began to, when I when we started pushing for a specific quality or a specific type of restaurant, um, uh, I'm sorry, menu, I began to realize that it requires a certain amount of space to do it. And mm. so we actually met with um, people who designed kitchens and figured out that, okay, you need this many, for, if you, you know, if you want to have a onion type thing that, you know, onion peels or something like that, you have to have a particular type of setup in order to do that and fried fish and french fries and, and then steak and, you know, and all of those things. And so that was part of the drive behind, because I've, I have gotten that question. Well, why didn't you just use the space that was there? Well, you know, it closed. Right. So there was yeah. a reason that it closed and we wanted to make sure that when we monetize this building that we do it in such a way that it is successful. Right. Well, and I so the SWAT team was practicing in there. So nice. before you uh, you guys started tearing walls out and I went over there and filmed some of that and uh, they did like a breach entry from the kitchen or whatever. And, and with those guys in there and me in there and I don't have a huge camera. It's right. nice. It's not huge or anything. There was like no more space. I mean, that kitchen yeah. was barely big enough for a catering unit to be in. You know, like I, right. there's no way you would have ran a real restaurant kitchen out of that space. Exactly. The the it it's it was smaller than your small bedroom. Yeah. I mean, really, is really it was, what it, it was, was. It was very very small. Uh, and it, it really all it was was to unpack stuff and maybe get some hot dogs on a rolling wheel and hand hot dogs out. And and you know when we started this process, that's kind of where we were. Uh, but. Uh, just after looking for ways, you know, our goal chance is to to take and ensure that this golf course is self-sufficient. And so every everything at the course that we can monetize in one way or another and provide resources and opportunity and experience to our community, but then also to ensure that the costs that were put into it and then the improvements and all those things are paid for by the golf course itself. Um, we needed to make sure, uh, and that's where, you know, that my background is is public administration and business administration. And so really looking at the business model for that golf course is what drove us to saying, okay, where can we, uh, how can we figure out a way to ensure that it pays for itself? And and there was a, when you have a building of that size, you we needed to make sure that it could provide f um, a, a product that then we could draw people out there to, to experience. And right. so we had to move past the eight hours or 10 hours a day. We had to get into an 18 hour day. We did that with Top Tracer. We did that with the restaurant. Um, and, and well, we had to approach it like a business because, I mean, that's the way we need to approach it. Right? That's absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, and so I, I do have one kind of like one more thing so you know it's on it's everywhere there's people making jokes because it's been raining a lot so sure they have water in it but uh the the uh, pool uh is done 
That is correct. Yeah. yeah. So um, I know we've talked Swiss about it a couple cheese. times at city yeah. council, but you know, not everybody pays attention to city council meetings sure. and things like that. So um, it just wasn't really there for us to save the pool. That's correct. So, so there's two things going on, uh, or there's two different, very, very different um, needs here. So the pool is a community-based uh, something we want to get to where it's free or at very little cost. Right. Um, the golf course is a limited experience, more of an enterprise activity that the that the city is engaged in in order to offset the impacts of tax revenue. So, so what what does that mean? What that means is at the golf course, I want to make sure that everything pays for itself, and I would like to take there's a, it has a nonprofit attached to it that will then any profits the city pulls from the golf course will go directly into offsetting um, recreation expenses right. elsewhere in the city. Yep. And so maintaining a pool on that location was counterintuitive. I needed to monetize as much of the property as possible. We believe, after sitting down with Wayne Steele, who is our public services director, he's been here for a long time, um, we believe that there is a need for an aquatic center here in Crestview, especially north of the river, just by and large, not just Crestview, but our, our general area. Yeah. That pool does not meet that need. No. Um, and in fact, what it did is it would have stolen profits from the golf course in order to offset the expenses. So we, what we've done is we've shifted gears, and we, we know we want to build a sports complex. We want to now attach to that sports complex an aquatic center component that would then provide for a pool, a community pool, but also a lap pool, um, and then look for partnerships uh, and, and ways to offset that expense. And then you've got a recreation facility that we expect and understand is is offset by um, the revenues that come into the city separate from an enterprise uh, endeavor that we're doing on the other side. Right. And and we're so so that those two things kind of go together. So that so the pool went away, we've got space there. Some of that space now we'll be able to use if we host tournaments at the at the uh, golf course. Absolutely. Yes. Things like that. You know, there was there was surface surface area, so to speak, that they didn't necessarily have around that clubhouse in the back area in that that region. Uh, that would serve things like this. Right. And then that that takes me right back around to, you know, the sports complex facility and things like that. If we build right. this right and we do it right, this also gives us another opportunity to bring in some outside revenue. Correct. Uh, I mean, but, like you talked about before, we're not trying to compete with uh, some of the yeah. other larger ones, but that doesn't necessarily mean we can't host something smaller or... sure. So it's important that it's important that our citizens understand that a you know and and I have this debate and discussion with the, with a lot of people all the time, but a sports complex in and of itself does not offset its own expense. Right. And it, if the city pays for it, if I if I build for us a fourteen million dollar complex, we will not be able to monetize that to the extent to offset that expense. How that happens. Because they're right now, people are freaking out about that 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 statement. But how that happens is when someone else pays to build a fourteen million dollar complex, you probably can offset the maintenance to maintain it. That's the difference. And so when when you know you bring in tournaments and you do all of those things, but those all bring burden with them as well. Yeah. And so once the facility is built, you can definitely maintain and operate and keep that facility operating with the revenues from what you generate when you bring it. Now, if we add an aquatic center to it, it adds a whole nother level yep. of burden or expense to it that I have to figure out how to pay for. But with the potential of the expansion of the TDD, the, the tourist development district, this bed tax thing that's going on right now as we speak, yep. um, that provides an outside revenue source 
for us to be able to invest in this to then reduce what we call the economy of scale or the cost to get in that business so that I can then operate that facility where it doesn't put burden on the taxpayer. Um, and that's, you know, that's the goal. Uh, everybody wants everything. Yeah. So, so we want the course and we want lower taxes. We need to lower our taxes. Uh, you know, we, we absolutely, the ad valorem rate in the city of Crestview is too high. Uh, we have spent the last two and a half years with a strategy to create um, reserve policies and to move expenses into the appropriate location to use, uh, to do the user fee. So in other words, we don't want utilities offset by general fund. We don't want the building department offset by general fund. We don't want, you know, we're fixing all of those things. And in the next two years, two and a half years, our goal is to lower that millage rate. Well, if we want to build a sports complex and lower that millage rate, I got a lot of work to do. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, we all do. Uh, yep. <laughs> I know, and, and I do, I just want to say this. Um, I know we're looking at some property. We are. Uh, it looks very promising. Um, so, you know, we, it's one of those things that, you know, we're, we're always fighting that, that narrative of, you know, it's good talk. Nothing ever happens. You know, everyone's always talking <laughs> to Chris, you know, one's Open ever your eyes. Done. yeah, but Again, as always, episode forty, whatever you know, like, right? There are things happening. There, they are going on. Um, no, we cannot release names of the the uh, things yet for Crestview Commons, but hopefully we'll be able to do that. <laughs> no, soon. but the dirt is filling up. Yeah. Um. But uh. But just just uh. You know, it's 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 there. It's happening. We're, we're doing it. Um. You know, things take time, but things don't take decades and that's right. not the way we're moving anymore. right not anymore no no if you go down main street right now you can see change that's right you can actually i'm gonna talk about that in an episode upcoming uh, yes next week so i'm <laughs> gonna make another promise that you bet that, that you'll have to hold to what okay. episode number uh it, i think it'll be three 40 43 4 43 i think all right i guess you guys are just gonna have to stay tuned <laughs> okay so we we got a few minutes left um first of all i i've, I've started doing this thing in every episode where i kind of mess with people about their college football teams and all that okay so good last stuff. last weekend uh you guys had a pretty pretty close one there Roll absolutely just about got gator chomped on, yeah huh? <laughs> yeah it was very very close it was a it was a great game uh, so i'm a, i'm an absolutely and i'm an alabama alabama fan i've been an alabama fan since the shula year so i've earned the right to be an alabama fan um you know my money went to troy and i'm absolutely a troy fan as well but uh yeah so so that was a great game uh you know i i love watching good games uh, as an alabama fan we don't get to watch very many close ones anymore oh, listen to that um but you know the the most disappointing part about that for me is I think that uh, I don't think Florida jumped high enough in the ranks for their performance. Yeah. So they either they either did an excellent job of exposing the Alabama defense or um, they got shortchanged on their on their um, rise. Uh, I, Florida is strong. Yeah, there's no question. Uh, Florida is well, strong. They, they both went into that game undefeated. I mean, right. when that happens, someone's going to walk away defeated right unfortunately right but. and so and sh i don't know that there was the expectation that florida was going to come out of the gate this year this strong uh you know um mullins is going to have to really he's going to have to learn how to win the big games um but uh, you know, i i was very impressed our our cds director over here barry henderson is a huge florida fan so he and i talk to each other during that game oh talking that's what was going on yeah that, there was some <laughs> there was some messaging back and forth during that game but but you know um we we love a good game and and of course you know we we like to see florida teams do well um and we like to see sec teams do well except for auburn uh, so unfortunately i'm surrounded by auburn engineers around here so these guys i don't know what's going on that's all right the new one you hired is fsu so you <laughs> i like that engineer but the new planner yeah um 
All right, so I, I just had to do that. I've been trying to sure. mess with everybody. No, Actually, I love it. I haven't been paying to what UW, uh, paying attention to what UWF's been doing this season because I've yeah. been busy with other stuff. I need to look into that. Uh, all right, so um, that's probably going to wrap it up. Mostly, I do I do want to remind everyone that the um, as the city manager mentioned a little bit earlier, the tourist uh, development district uh, yes. bed tax expansion vote is out. I know taxes in the name. Uh, if that doesn't mean you're necessarily being taxed. It's right. related to uh, overnight stay and hotels. If you need more yeah. information, Short-term rentals. you can um, visit uh, the Okaloosa County's uh, website, www. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can just you can Google uh, Okaloosa. Uh, um, you can go to the Chester oh Crestview area right. Chamber of Commerce. <laughs> yes, as well. you can absolutely yeah. and get information there. Um, but those those ballots are out, so I, no matter which way you vote, make sure you fill those out and That's get those turned back in because voting is your voice, and uh, right. it is very important to exercise that voice. Uh, so, again, thank you, uh, Mr. City Manager, for yeah. joining me today. Always fun. Always and, fun. Um, Thank you to everyone who takes the time to listen to this. Thank you to WJSB, WAZ for playing this on Saturday mornings. I really appreciate that. And uh, I'm excited for season three. I'm excited to uh, get some uh, new people in here, get some uh, more stuff going on. uh, And um, that's going to do it. Thank you, Cressy. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Civic View. You can hear new episodes every Friday on Spotify, Pandora, Amazon, Audible, Podbean, iHeartRadio, and on our website at www.cityofcrestview.org. Civic View is a public affairs program produced and recorded right here at City Hall and is also featured Saturday mornings at 7 a.m. on WAAZ-FM and WJSB-AM. Our music is recorded, produced, and performed by Scott Holmes, and you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at City of Crestview. And with that, I'll say be safe, Crestview, and I'll catch you next time.